Hey, moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com front slash grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com front slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com front slash grade. Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are radio strong. Military Mom Talk Radio is sponsored in part by K-12. No matter where our military families are, K-12 enhances your child's ability to succeed. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a wonderful show today. We're going to bring in expert Kevin Hull, Dr. Kevin Hull, and he works uh, with children. He's a specialist, and he's going to talk to us today about some things we can do as parents because if you're like me and your health insurance is terrible or you are like many of my friends, lots of issues are not covered by our medical insurance and who can afford to pay $110 an hour out of pocket and up, I found some as high as $250 an hour. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not realistic for many of us uh, to get some of the help that we need for our kids or we live in geographic locations like I do that are really limited in their services. So, Rob, I'm really excited to bring some of this helpful information today on what parents can do with their kids uh, with respect to some of the challenges they're having. And you, as a former teacher, have to know that, you know, the parents play the biggest role in so far as their children's therapy. 
Well, absolutely. And also, too, I think even if you're not talking about kids on the spectrum, I think whenever you have a shift in um, patterns or schedules like we are right now, we're ending, most people are transitioning from the school year to the summer vacation, there's always that shift in schedule that kind of throws kids off. And and there are a lot of times that um, sort of getting kids a little more settled into a new routine and maybe they're going to camp and that's scary for some if they've never been. Maybe they need to go to a different daycare or babysitter during the summer months because of of different kinds of schedules. Or maybe just having the total freedom of, uh, of a vacation and not having any structure whatsoever, that throws kids off too. So all of those kinds of things, I think every so often it's really great to have someone like Dr. Hull on so that he can just give us all some some real guidelines as to you know maybe this is this is a good point or that's a good point it's an adjustment for everybody you know it's sure. like kind of a whole family involvement um i got finally into a good routine by may about <laughs> <laughs> june and we had something wacky happen here rob they actually uh, closed our school a week early, um, our school district. And we, uh, you know, rumor has it they ran out of money, um, you know, which in California is not surprising. But, um, you know, we were expected to be out of school on the 18th. And we got a notice saying, sent home saying school's ending on the 11th. And, you know, people went into all sorts of tailspins, myself included, because we didn't have child care secured mm-hmm. for the working families. Of course. Yeah, well, but, you know, for most of the people, I live in what we call a commuter town, a commuter residential neighborhood where, uh-huh. you know, there is no industry here unless you, you know, are a coyote. So um, everybody has to kind of drive back and forth with the exception of the few people like me who have the, you know, ability to work from home. And, uh-huh. uh, boy, I'll tell you, it it did make a monkey wrench into everything. And it was funny because I, I – interacted more with the moms in my neighborhood last week than I have in the entire calendar year because everybody was juggling. They're like, can you pick up my kids from here? Can you take them here? I've got a doctor's appointment. I'm like, you know, I have radio shows. I have to be here. And I mean, they, everybody was going willy nilly to cover this unexpected week because we only had, you know, a couple days or, you know, maybe a week's notice that school was ending early. Yeah, it's uh, speaking of of getting ready for the summer. I I, I sort of a did you know segment, if you will. I, I found that uh, a comment on Military One Source that they wanted to remind people to check in with their morale, welfare, and recreation uh, facilities. They have great suggestions and equipment to borrow if you want to go camping. Um, I found this on our Facebook. It says if you're starting to. Make Make plans with um, with your family, but you don't personally own equipment or know things that are in the area that you happen to be right now. They can help you find the perfect campground, camp campground, and decide whether uh, or not to rent a recreational vehicle or tent for that campground. And they also, in some instances, do have equipment that you can borrow. So, um, if you're interested in more information, I would say either go to Military One Source on Facebook, find them on Facebook and like their page because they're always chock full of great information. Or you can go to their website and um, look at their um, morale, welfare and recreation uh, page. They have lots of information there. 
Yeah, MWR, you know, they really do a great job. I used to work for them on a, on a, when I was married and had that entertainment company, and we yeah. were on the other end of MWR, you know, providing um, entertainment and everything we could, you know, for the bases. And it's so hard, Rob, because you have, like, this shoestring budget. You're, you know, yeah. depending on volunteers. And, you know, I know that MWR gets beat up quite a bit for what they can do. But just know that, you know, from the cheap seats, it's really tough to put a great summer program together with a tiny budget. That's right. That's right. A lot of stores will do some things too. Out here, it's called Eastern Mountain Sports. They oftentimes have things that groups can borrow. And we as Girl Scout troops have borrowed equipment from Eastern Mountain Sports. Um, and I do believe that they have a military arm as well that will will do that. So I wouldn't hesitate to go and check in with some sport uh, equippers, if that's the word, <laughs> Equip- um, people who sell those kinds of things, they may very well have things, especially for the military. But I think even if you're camping in your own backyard, you know, just going outside. And I, I, the one thing that I love about camping is waking up at that cacophony of birds first thing in the morning. I just find that the most beautiful sound in the world. I like the coffee maker. <laughs> and I'm going to pitch a tent in my living room. Because I'm scared to camp out here. There's rattlesnakes and coyotes and mountain lions. So we just pitch a tent in my living room and call it a day. You have a whole different ball game than we we have maybe like a few mosquitoes or maybe we have to be careful with ticks. And that's about it. <laughs> well, listen, Bob, I'm going to take us to commercial break. Um, uh, or you can take us to commercial break. Oh, I'm out of practice for being off. Either way, it doesn't matter. On the other side of the break, we have Dr. Kevin Hull, PhD. He's a clinical counselor specializing in work with children, adolescents, and families. He's the author of Computer Video Games as a Play Therapy Tool. That is so fascinating. And then we have Play Therapy and Asperger's Syndrome, helping children and adolescents connect, grow, and heal through the art of play. There's an awful lot to be said for play and we're going to have Dr. Hull tell us all about it right after this break on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. It's marching only six golfers in history have ever shot a hole-in-one while taking part in the Ryder Cup. Of course, the hole-in-one isn't a phenomenon for professional golfers only. Hackers, whiffers, and foozlers get them, while some PGA Tour pros still await their first. According to Golf Digest, who has been tracking info for more than 60 years, the odds of getting a hole-in-one for a professional is 5,000 to 1 and 12,000 to 1 for the rest of us. Tiger Woods shot his first hole-in-one when he was only 6 years old, and John Elway hit a hole-in-one on his 40th birthday. Now there's a good reason to frolic gozine or celebrate. I figured out why golf instructors insist you keep your head down and look at the ball. It's so that you can't see them laughing. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore 
discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. traditional American breakfast, including fried egg, bacon, toast, and potatoes, must seem really heavy to the rest of the world. When my husband and I were in the Amazon, our breakfast consisted of crocodile, deep-fried piranha, and bananas. I can assure you, I ate pretty lightly. For breakfast in Russia, some people enjoy a spoonful of jam in their tea. Now that sounds yummy. What's a word for a person who loves jam? A paziwala. What's another word for weak tea? Whack rowdy dow. Salamagundi was originally an English dish of chopped meat, anchovies, and eggs, garnished with onions, lemon juice, oil, and condiments. Mornings at our house are too hectic to go to all that trouble for breakfast. I'm scrambling just to get some eggs on the table. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and as promised, we've got Dr. Kevin Hull coming up. But before we do, Robin, we have a quick special guest here who would like to introduce himself. Who do we have on the air with us today? Zach. And how old are you, Zach? Seven years old. And what do you like to do best in the world? Play video games. And what video games do you play? Pokemon. Pokemon. And what, what about you, Robin? Do you like video games? I do. Well, I'm a Mario guy, guy person. I really like playing Mario. <laughs> I like Mario too, but I like you, Pokemon more. Well, you're going to have to give me some, some um, f- tips on, on Pokemon because I'm not very good at that. I don't always know quite where to jump and where to go. So you'll have to give me some tips on that. Sounds nice because I know how to play very well. <laughs> okay. So expert. We are going to talk today about play therapy. How does play therapy sound to you? What does that mean? What do you think? What does it mean? Do we get to play and we get to learn things at the same time? Does that sound good? Uh, I don't know. No, you don't know? Okay, well, how about we bring on Dr. Kevin Hull, because he might know something you don't. Sound like a plan? No. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. He doesn't want to. He wants to stay and talk on the air. Bye. Um, Bye. <laughs> but when you talk about juggling, you know, home and parents and work, you know, I'm juggling two kids. I could not find a babysitter to save my life. So, you know, we're doing double duty over here. Uh, but, you know, the thing that's different from my generation, Rob, and your generation is this whole video game thing. I mean, oh, yeah. we didn't have, we didn't even have cable until I was like 16 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole new realm um, of things that are going on with today's kids. Oh, absolutely. We didn't even have color TV until I was in the fourth grade. 
Yeah, I'm so excited that Dr. Kevin Hall can talk to us today about, you know, play therapy, about some of these things, you know, because parents like me, you know, we're strapped for time, we don't have any money, our kids want to be glued to the tube playing video games or watching Spongebob, and, you know, what I'm learning from Dr. Kevin Hall is that this isn't necessarily a bad thing, and if we join in, we can make a difference. So before I bob any more, I'm going to introduce Dr. Kevin Hall, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Sandra. It's nice to have you back. So we had an introduction by Zach, did a cameo, talked about video games. Yeah, so, Zach was great. Wasn't he, though? He's, he's got some stage presence for seven years old. Yeah, but it's, a lot of enthusiasm. A lot of enthusiasm. Things are so different today, Kevin. Where do we begin? I mean, so many of our families in the military are scattered all over. Services may or may not be available. If they are available for our kids when they're struggling with things, they may or may not be covered by our insurance. It's We've got a mess. We've got a mess in Maple Leaf Garden. Yeah, and I, I really want to talk today to those uh, parents, um, moms, dads, who are feeling, like you said at the top of the hour, you know, my, my child might need some extra help or maybe they're struggling with something and yet I can't find a professional. It's too expensive. And for those parents who are just feeling lost, I, I just want to reemphasize today how their relationship with their child through play can really help. And, um, you know, we're a culture of experts. We we always want to find the expert and, you know, just think of how um, when you're a mom, you know, you get pregnant and the, the first book you grab is what to expect while you're expecting. And you read the book and you reread it and then someone gives you another book on the first year of life and then, you know, and we're always chasing these experts' opinions and yet in our culture we don't sit back and rest in the fact that wait a minute, people have raised children for thousands of years. <laughs> you know, a mother's intuition, um, a father's ability to teach his child, those things are built into us, yet in American culture, we tend to ignore that or we doubt uh, where our intuition can lead us. And so I really want to reassure those parents out there that if we make a little bit of effort and a little bit of time and space and join our children in play, uh, there's a lot of benefit. I think that's probably a magic word is that our culture these days, this in this day and age, does give us sort of a, um, a guilt trip because if we're not either overdoing it at at our jobs and trying to succeed or we're not keeping up with whatever um, society is expecting of us, whether it be pitching it at, um, at extracurricular things or, or other volunteer type things, we're almost right. feeling guilty. We didn't keep up. And what the most important thing is to carve that hour, maybe if that's all we can do and say, that's going to be time for the kids. That's going to be me sitting down and reading a book with them, or that's going to be me sitting down and having them teach me how to go through that next stage in Pokemon, which I have sat with my son many a times when I couldn't get through a, a, a stage and I didn't know how to get to the next world or whatever. And we'll right. sit for about 45 minutes on the couch and we'll talk about it and we'll discover things. 
but it always leads to wonderful conversation. Yes, and if you think about any video game, I don't care how complex or how simple, the themes in video games are overcoming challenges, using resources to meet a goal, to um, overcome a goal, and work through problems in a sequential and logical manner. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like life or what? I mean, <laughs> that, that material right there, and when a parent understands the game that their child is passionate about, what it looks like in practical life is, you know, Mommy, I'm sad. This happened today at, at summer camp. Oh, what happened? Well, I wanted this thing, and this other kid wanted this thing, and, you know, he wouldn't give it to me, and I don't ever want to see or talk to him again. You know, and if you understand a game like Pokemon or another game that that your child likes, there are metaphors within that game that you can relate to that situation. And the kid goes, oh, okay, well, this is just like level such and such when I have Mm -hmm. to battle, you know, whatever, you know, Charizard or whoever. And um, voila, there is your formula. Rather than sitting your kid down and lecturing them, or, you know, they tune you out in five minutes or less. When you (laughs) connect with them over something they love, you have an application to teach something. And so that's why I stress so much, even for those moms out there or dads who go, I have no idea what's going on in this video game, which, you know, I'll say Pokemon is pretty complex. But Read about it. Watch them play. Ask questions. Let your child be your teacher, and it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, let them beat you. They love that, too, because I don't have to let them beat me. They just beat me naturally, because you're right. It's it's a lot more complex than it looks. Right. It is, and it's a lot to remember, and, um, you know, it's incredible to me, the kids that I've worked with who have a learning disability, yet they can keep everything in Pokemon straight in their mind. And, you know, even that is a wonderful way to use a game like that to teach organization. And because everything in those games is very organized, it's very in place, and it works on levels. That's funny because, you know, I've watched these things a million times, uh, Kevin, and I never I never realized that. You know, I just saw pretty music and, you know, cute little things bouncing around and, you know, that I would go and, you know, it was like epic mom fail when I would try to play. Right. But you gave me a totally different perspective, you know, and it's, the games are so different than, like, Pong. Remember Pong? You just oh, yeah. back and forth. I mean, you know, that you talk about, you know, brain-dead game playing. I don't even know if there was anything in Pong. Yeah, I know. And there's the one level where you could just leave your your paddle there, and it would just do it on its own for hours. <laughs> yeah, the corner, the bottom right or left-hand corner. You could put your uh-huh. cursor down there. Once you got the ball going, you could let it play forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so... 
So I have a question with respect to, like, when your kids are struggling. How come, like, and I notice this with boys. Like, my little friends, you know, my girls, who, friends who have girls, I should say, their girls come home and they're like, Mom, you know, they start to cry. And, you know, the words tumble out, tumble out, tumble out. But it seems like with the boys, it's, it's like a quiet thing. I get, you know, like, how was your day? Fine. You know, what was going on? You know, and right. you can well, there's something wrong, and then when they start to do something else, like go for a run or kick a soccer ball or, you know, play a video game, then they start talking. Is that true of, like, most boys and girls? Like, is that something weird that I noticed, or is that pretty much, you know, something that a lot of kids, like, that's a, a, a pattern of kids? Yeah, you're, you tend to see those differences in boys and girls. Girls are much more expressive verbally, not all of them, but in general, um, and boys, because the male brain tends to be more one-dimensional when it comes to taking in information and giving out information, if you ask a boy a closed-ended question, and this is important for parents to grasp, um, if I talk to my kid with closed-ended questions, meaning with all I'm going to get is a yes or no, um, then, you know, a closed question gives little information as opposed to answering an open-ended question such as, hey, what was the best part of your day today? Um, what is something that you learned in history class? Or tell me about the friends that you ate lunch with. See, those questions elicit more information. So one of the worst patterns we get into as parents is, just like you said, we pick them up. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your day? Good. Kevin, we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. We've got a um, commercial break. We're here with Dr. Kevin Paul. Back in a moment. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. It's well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. 
Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first half of the hour, you can check us up on iTunes. We are on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We've got almost 200 hours of family-friendly military uh, talk radio, so there's lots of helpful information there. You can also go to our .com by the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, or head to our host station in Texas, Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com, and hear this show and many of our other shows. And we have Dr. Kevin Hull on today. He's been a repeat guest for us because he talks a lot about things that parents can do when your kid is struggling, you know, with a wide variety of things, he's got a couple books that he's written. You can find him on Amazon. Just Google or look up Amazon uh, Kevin Hull, H-U-L-L, and you'll find him. Uh, but what I like most about Kevin is he explains things so I can understand them. And we know, Rob, I tend to overthink. So having some clear direction with this stuff is always helpful. And before the break, we were talking about like asking your kids questions and there seems to be some gender differences Kevin was telling us like when we ask a closed-end question and what a closed-end question is is a yes or no question like how was your day dear fine you know if you ask your daughter how was your day you might get you know a 50 word synopsis if you ask your son he might just go okay so we were talking about gender differences um before the break so that we can learn, especially with little boys, and I can tell you this to be true, that if you ask a closed-end question like a yes or no, that's all you're going to get. Right, Kevin? Exactly. That's what I was saying before the break. So parents have to recondition themselves to ask those open-ended questions to not only get more information, but to make it normal for their child to elicit more information, which creates conversation. Um, And the other thing that parents often forget is, do you ever tell your kid after you've picked them up and gone through their day, do you ever say, 
hey, let me tell you what I did today. You know, um, we we want our kids to talk to us, but then they have no idea what we do or what we did or, you know, and so that reciprocal nature of getting information from them, but also giving them information creates rich relationship. I meet kids all the time that have no idea what their parents do for a living. And that baffles me. Um, But in our fast-paced world, um, children are often seen as just, you know, we're we're their managers. I got to get them dressed. I got to get them to where they need to go and then keep them alive, feed them, and get them to bed. And that's the thrust of my work is to overcome that and push beyond those barriers I've well, said it a of, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've said it a number of times on, on this show and on Blythe Lippman's show. I would always find routes that maybe took five or 10, maybe 15 minutes longer to go home because darn yeah. if you wouldn't have a conversation in the car. And that seems to be where all of a sudden things would open up. So I would make a point of finding the longest way home. <laughs> Very good, Robin just so we could have those conversations and it didn't have to be long conversations. Just the fact that we did actually communicate with more than a grunt or more than a yup or more than a, I don't know, you know, that old teenage, I don't know. (laughs) Well, Well, it's funny that you talk about this, Kevin, because you said, you know, like most parents, you know, most kids don't even know what their parents do. I had 14 kids at my house this weekend for a sleepover for my 10 year old's birthday party. And Wow. At one point, I was standing in the living room. They were all in their sleeping bags, you know, lined up like little soldiers. And I, I jokingly said, one of them asked me something. And, and then I said, do you guys have any idea, you know, what I do for a living? You know, these kids have been in my house for 10 years. And right. the answers I got, I kid you not, this is a true story. Two kids thought I was a spy. One kid thought I repaired radios. And the rest of them just said I raised toys for Toys for Tots. And that was it. <laughs> that is funny. So that's an opportunity to educate them. Um, you know, and it's through these conversations, it's through this this deeper layer of relationship that parents can be aware of when their child looks a little sad or maybe something happened, you know, that they're not telling me. And that's where then going from conversation into play is so important. Um some of the things that, that children, you know, demonstrate when they're going through something a little rough is they won't enjoy things that they usually enjoy. Um, their appetite will change. Uh, their sleep will be either, you know, not enough sleep or they're sleeping. They seem tired all the time, fatigue, um, agitation, grouchiness. Um, things like that. Those are signs that my child is struggling with something. And most parents are good at figuring that out. Then they go, okay, now what do I do, you know, from there? And so, um, you know, the goal of us as parents is we want to reassure our children of love and safety. We want to teach them and we want to be able to hear what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And so play um, comes into play, haha pun, um, 
with with this element of deeper relationship and for parents out there who are going, okay, I have no idea what to do with my kids. All they do is, you know, video games. And, you know, you can join them in the games. Like we said, you can plunk down next to them. You can watch, you can research, you can, you know, use that. But there are other um, great ways to connect and play um, with your kids. And, you know, uh, art is a great way through drawing, painting, sculpting, um, a simple way to see what a kid is feeling or, or what happened during their day is to pull out some paper and markers and say, hey, let's draw what happened today. Let's draw the lunchtime. You know, who did you sit with? Let's draw these people, you know, and, th- and that gets conversation going. Um, building is a great thing through Lego, Lincoln Logs, Tinker Toys. I have a set of Tinker Toys at my office, and I'm amazed <laughs> at how kids come in and they go, they say, where did you get these? These are amazing. <laughs> and, you know, Tinker Toys have been around for 80 years, and, and Lincoln Logs, same thing, but they're always drawn to the um, world-making. Um, if you've got a sandbox, and I, and I want to give parents this vision, you, know, you don't have to make some elaborate sandbox outside at your house. You can get a large Tupperware container from Walmart, get a couple of bags of sand that's washed and cleaned right there at the garden center, dump that in there. It has a cover, so you can cover it, and put down an old tablecloth, and there you've got yourself a little sand world that you and your kids can just get some, you know, Lego mini figures, or um, you can pour water in there, you can make it like beach sand, you can sculpt, you and they'll create a whole world. And a lot of times when kids see that, they're like, wow. And that is another thing that can pull them away from screen time, uh, which a lot of parents think there is no way I can compete uh, with, with video games. So those are just a few ideas of creating avenues for play with your kids. I think play therapy has always been great for both parents and kids because it does open up. Kids are going to emulate something that has happened through the thing that they're playing with versus being able to having to tell you face to face. And I love the conversation that comes out of the little, whether it be the little guy, whether it be the, the duck in the, in the water pool if it's the thing that he's making in sand and something comes and steps on it well maybe that that's the way he's telling that there was a bully in his life and he needs to right. pull that out of it out and doesn't know how to express it but it comes out through play therapy and that's where we as parents need to spend that those few minutes and just be there and listen and absorb and and it's fun to play with legos i'm sorry <laughs> It is. I'm with Everybody you, needs time with Legos and Tinker Toys. 
Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, I'm going to make a social commentary here because, you know, I have elementary school age children and I, I watch a lot what's going on. And, you know, I think, Kevin, you, you touched on this earlier, but I would like to really hit the nail on the head with this one. You know, we've got most families, at least out here in California, you know, we've got dual income households. So we've got parents who have two jobs or sometimes each parent has a job and then one has a part time job. And then because our school systems, I know at least out here in California, you know, they're not providing music and art and uh, phys ed anymore. So, like, right. I have my kids in soccer. I have, if my kids want to learn music, I have to give them private music lessons. If they need help in school, I have to arrange for tutoring. And then, right. you know, by the end of the day, like, I look at how much time my mom had to just have milk and cookies with us after school, as hokey as that sounds, that was our routine. We'd sit down, decompress, you know, we'd all tell her about our day, and, you know, maybe we'd go to swim practice later on, but but today, I'm like, you know, when you were saying, like, you know, you know, just sit down and play with your kids, and all I could think of is, like, during the school year with, and my kids are not even overscheduled, you know, but when, when do we cram this in, and, you know, I don't, I, I struggle with it, and I know a lot of parents struggle with, you know, the playing with your kids, you know, to me happens a lot on the weekends with me, but during the week, I'm so stressed to be able to sit yeah. down and play trouble. I mean, you might as well put a hot poker in my neck for all the ability I have to sit down and relax and enjoy that time. I mean, I will do it, and I, I, I schedule it in, but it's really a tough I mean, how do, you, how do we change that hot poker mindset? Sandra, we're going to have to pick it up on the other side of the break. We've got a commercial coming. We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0 hundred hours to 23.59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction for more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. 
What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Hey, moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com front slash grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com front slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com front slash grade. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Dr. Kevin Hull. And my God, Robin, was I running off at the mouth? But i got to tell you, it's hard not to feel defeated, you know, when you hear about play therapy, because it almost feels like, my God, I, I'm, I have to be transported back to the 50s and learn how to be a mother all over again. Or, you know, the mother that my mother was, where she had time to play with us and time to have that thing. And I really want to talk to Kevin about the mindset because I'm feeling really stressed out. And I'm sure a lot of parents listening today are feeling stressed going, okay, now I got to figure this playtime in with my kids. And I know you're right. I know we need it. But it kind of freaks me out and I'm feeling defeated. So, Kevin, what do you tell people you know, what do we do? Do we get rid of soccer to have family playtime? You know, how do we make those judgment calls? Yeah, you're right, Sandra. That, that's a uh, big challenge uh, with families of today. And what, uh, what I tell parents to shoot for is even just 15 minutes um, a day. And, you know, some days, if you look at your schedule, you know, there might be Tuesday, Thursday, okay, it just ain't going to happen. You know, that's my, you know, the the day that we have soccer late or, or whatever. But um, that somewhere in there you fit in, even if it's just a few games of tic-tac-toe, even if it's just a wind-down, um, you know, activity of a little bit of doodling at the kitchen table, something like that. Um, and then for the parent to look at their calendar, look at their schedule, and to build in some of that time. The problem is we let life live us. 
instead of us living life. And we, you know, most parents I meet, they think, well, when the revolution's over, then I'll really <laughs> connect with my kids. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm haunted by a story. Uh, Joe Gibbs, when he was the coach of the Washington Redskins, um, he said, you know, I, I finally, I recommitted, I'm going to spend time with my kids. And so it was a weekend, it was a Saturday, and it was in the off season. And he said, you know what, I'm going to play with my son. And he went bounding up the stairs to go wake his son up to take him to the park. And he was 17 years old and he had a beard. And to Joe Gibbs, he said, you know, that's what it felt like. All of a sudden, my the years that I could have played with them were gone. And so scheduling is important. And I know a lot of parents, especially single moms and single dads, feel like, you know, I don't have any time. But the truth is, we find time to eat. We find time to... Uh, make things happen that are very important to us. And so what we have to do is just simply make this a priority. Um, and so scheduling helps. Um, another thing that helps is uh, once the, there's an activity that the kids really like, um, you'll find that they are the ones who really want it to happen again. For instance, um, a few years ago, we had a bunch of hurricanes here in Florida, in Central Florida, and uh, a lot of people were without power for about a week. And so what do we do when we're desperate? You know, we pull out those old board games, um, games like Life, Monopoly. And I remember keenly that all of the families that I was working with during that time, almost all of them improved. Because of that experience, they they had a board game set up and they played. They may not always finish it each time, but they had it set up and just kept it going. And um, you know that so this that doesn't power need to be of one on one and and um, and relationship through that board game because a lot of kids, if you notice, they're fascinated by stuff that they're not familiar with, like tinker toys, like board games. Now, they reach a certain age. You know, adolescents are a little bit tougher. Um, but, you know, um, I, my wife and I sat with my girls and my stepson a few weeks ago. We played Uno for about four hours. <laughs> and, you know, we hadn't touched those Uno cards in probably two or three years, but it was like, this is so fun, you know. And um, so those are just a few ideas. So we don't have to do one-on-one -on -one, because this is where my stress level was going up through the roof. I've got, you know, two kids, single mom, you know, so we can double up some things, right? Like, that's okay. Like, like I need exercise and the kids need exercise. So, you know, I drag Absolutely. them to the park and I'll walk, you know, and we're not wired into our headphones so we're listening to our own music, you know. We can double right. up because there's just, I don't know how to get one-on-one -on -one with each of my kids and then how do we group together. So group is okay, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, think of large families where you've got, you know, three, four, five, six, seven kids. Parents can't divide themselves enough. So, you know, you divide and conquer, you know, it's, it, and absolutely. When I was a single dad, you know, it was, hey, we're doing this together. <laughs> you know, sorry. And uh, that's where the art really 
helped out. You know, one if one felt like painting, I would set up the easel and they could paint. The other was drawing with me, and then I would go over and. But we were all doing the 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 art, even though we were doing individual things. We were together, and you know, and and don't underestimate the power of music. You know, have some music going on in the background. Make it fun. Uh, make it an experience that's inviting. I have uh, the most wonderful memory, and my kids every once in a while will post on Facebook now that they're all adults, that um, they remember watching Ferris Bueller uh, when they were little, and that yeah. parade scene, and we would dance in the middle of the living room and sing Twist and Shout, and have the most wonderful time reenacting yeah. Ferris Bueller, but that would be silly, and it would be fun, and we would be doing it. And I think the one comment that I wanted to say almost into uh, to Sandra's stress level is the fact that we have to stop the mother guilt and stop feeling guilty for the things that we think we should be doing by either comparing ourselves to our mothers of yesteryear or to even the other people in our community or the other people in town. And we have to find out what's right for us, what's right for our family. And if it means only on Tuesday nights is the night that we're going to have a little bit of quiet time, then it's only going to be on Tuesday nights. And if we have to do the double up, other times, then that's what we're going to do. But we have to feel good and proud and stop saying we're sorry and, and sort of own the fact that I'm doing this because I'm the best mom for my kids. I love that. And, you know, even just 15 minutes of quality time is better than a whole day of running around, you know, like a chicken with your head cut off at a theme park. Mm-hmm. And if you think back to your experiences as a kid, when you learn something or when you, you know, a great day, like Sandra was talking about just the little routine with her mom, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't sitting in a classroom. It wasn't a lecture. It wasn't something that you were dragged to. It was when just things just sort of seemed to happen without an agenda, without, um, without a schedule. And and that's what play does. And, you know, don't be afraid to shift things up. Um, You know, when you pick your kid up from school, you go by a park, just randomly stop in there. Um, You know, be whimsy and, and just make some things happen that are outside of the typical routine. But I like what you said, Robin, because so many, especially moms, you, you guys yeah. beat yourselves up. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, Pinterest and Facebook and all that stuff is great. But I find that for a lot of moms, it just makes them go, oh, I'm failing, you know. And that's, that's a, a, you know, a defeated mindset right from the get-go. So, mm. yes, find what works for you. Find what fits for you. But keep in the mind that I'm going to build relationship, that I'm going to make myself available to play. That's our assignment for the week, Dr. Hall. We're going to play this week. (laughs) Thank you so much. We've got to wrap up the show, and I'm so sorry this hour flew by. Um, You are on Amazon if we want to read more from you. Yes, and I also have a website which is drkevinbhall.com, 
and I post um, blog uh, entries there on all kinds of topics, and um, people can read about me. And then on Amazon.com, if you just put my name in, Kevin Hall, my my books will pop out. The one in particular uh, that I've written for parents is called Bridge Building, and um, I wrote that for parents of kids on the autism spectrum, but the same mm-hmm. themes uh, are in there for any parent. So I agree. I thank I you think so there's... much for having me on, uh, Robin and Sandra. We um, are very appreciative of your time, and we are so appreciative that you're opening up uh, some new doors for all of us. Um, thanks, Dr. Hull, for being with us today. Well, thank you very much. And I hope all of you will find us on iTunes and find us on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We have lots more to come next week for you. Join us next week right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.